Welcome to PeerPod, where you are the peer and we are the pod. Here at the PeerPod studios, we've extracted the sweet, sweet juice from our freshly squeezed student experience and we have bottled it for a reasonable price, free and fresh for the download. We are dripping with knowledge and we really can't wait to share with you our words of motivation, experience and of course, our stories. Hello and welcome back to the PeerPod podcast, the podcast where you are the peers and we here are your pod. We are coming at you from our ThinkSpace studio. As always, I'm your host, Life Coach Layla, and back with me we have Sian the Go-Getter and Better. She's not just good, she's better. Welcome to episode five, guys. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so today we are talking about resilience. So we're really trying to think about falling down seven times, standing up eight. It's all about bouncing back. So guys, what does it mean to be resilient? To be resilient means many things. Indeed, I'm very happy that today we are recording this episode. I was really looking forward to recording it, as I am someone who failed a lot. I'm sure there's been more successes than failures, because they're the things that stand out to us that we want to change, erase, improve. I actually think I have failed a lot, and that was, for me, the only way to improve and to get to the point where I actually wanted to get. So this is why I'm quite happy today to talk about resilience, as indeed it has been a very important component in my life. For me, resilience is the key for success and being resistant in general. What about you, Sayan? Yeah. For me, resilience would be just adapting and getting back to track, you know, getting back to your normal. Whenever you fall off, anything could happen in life, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could have Mm -hmm. grades which you're not happy about. You could sort of uh, be lost in a relationship or you could just have a tire puncture. But um, (laughs) yeah, but yeah, well, that was an uh, easy one. But then it's more to do with how you feel about things, I think. And just like you said, better, whenever we talk about resilience, we all tend to think about failure. But it's not always failure. It could just be not being normal and then yeah. getting back. Not being up to the standard that you hoped it was. Exactly. Or, yeah. You know, I definitely feel this when cause I'm perfectionist about everything I do. So when I'm not happy with the quality of the standard of anything, you get depressed about it. And that leads to all sources of stress and stuff. I yeah. like that you said it adaptable because I think that's a big part of being resilient is just adapting to your situation, developing those like contingency plans and being okay with this with the situation. Do you guys have any stories that you'd like to share that give people an idea of how you were resilient in, in your life? Yeah, many. I don't know where to start from. <laughs> I could start actually from my childhood, I would say, but or at least since I was a teenager. So I have been doing balance since I was six. So I used to be a professional dancer in the past before I started uni. It means that the most of the times you have to deal with no's and with doors shut in front of your face. It's very common. In ballet, which is actually a discipline, it's not a democratic discipline at all. You have to be able to cope with the fact that your body gets tired since a very early age and the fact that you might be successful and not successful with exams as well as with performances. So there was a very good school. In that sense, I can say that this shaped both my body and my mind and it made me become aware quite quickly of the fact that it's not possible to be successful every single time. That was the moment in which resilience started becoming stronger and stronger since a very early age. So I think I have been quite lucky in my life because I had this discipline that I was studying at that time and it really shaped my body and my mind. I 
failed ballet exams. A very important major ballet exam was when I was 17 for one point, which was oh, actually very depressing yeah. and very frustrating. I failed a unit of study when I started uni in Italy, and that was possibly my second exam. The educational system in tertiary education in Italy is a bit different from Australia. So I did it again, and I remembered that I was very worried the second time. But the person who actually became my supervisor for my bachelor thesis at the time was not judgmental. He was very relaxed about the fact that I was repeating that particular exam with him. He was very fair, and he understood that I put an effort into the preparation of that specific exam at the time, which was history of Russian culture. And then he became my supervisor because I found him very fair and I found that actually his approach to teaching was quite clear and I really wanted him as a supervisor. And I failed many times when I was trying to become a PhD candidate. I tried to apply for scholarships in Italy and I was not accepted at the time. So I kept going until the moment in which I was able to develop a specific research proposal. And finally, I became successful and a successful candidate at Sydney Uni. Well, I think that's something when we come to university as well, we don't expect to fail. Like, we don't want to fail. I think when we come to university, there's this expectation that you just can't fail and that you can't, nothing can go wrong and everything has to go right. And But it doesn't always work that way. And I think that's why we're creating this podcast, just to really vibe with everyone, to really shed some light on the fact that it's actually normal and that building the skill of resilience from these failures and from these things that we didn't expect in life are actually good, positive things that are going to add to our experience and are really going to help. So I definitely know, like, when you get a mark back for an exam and you're not happy with it and you just, you ha- you're filled with this weight of how is this actually going to affect the rest of my degree or any potential opportunities that might come up. Um, but I think that's why you have to be resilient. You have to be able to pick yourself up and understand that you're not going to have a perfect degree. I think it's very rare for someone to have this perfect, everything goes well, all the marks are great, and, and they didn't go through these slumps, which actually I find are the steepest learning curves and actually build such character. You know, it sounds really like, I was like, okay, it's character building and it doesn't seem like it's a good thing, like you want to fail. But I do think the experience there is valuable. And I think if you hadn't had those times where you you fell down and you didn't meet that expectation, you wouldn't have maybe pushed yourself so hard for the next time. So I guess at Peerboard, we're trying to normalize the idea of failing, trying to normalize the idea of not meeting the highest expectation. And that's not to say don't try and that's not to say set goals and be happy that you failed, but understand that that could be part of your journey and your process to actually fail or to not be where you want to be. Sometimes that can actually lead you down a different avenue that you might be better suited to. Because I think, you know, sometimes you can try to force fit something in your life. You can try to force fit a certain type of life that you want to live or a type of situation. But if you're going to have to struggle so hard to fit yourself into that, I just see the whole journey of that is going to be one where it's just mismatched with you, maybe your personality. And that doesn't mean like don't increase your capabilities and skill set to yeah. get there if that's what you want. Yeah. But there comes a point where you have to sort of know yourself and know what's actually going to work for you and really show your skill set and your capability. Yeah. 
at this point, I'd like to quote the American Psychological Association on being resilient. So what they say is that being resilient does not mean that a person doesn't experience difficulty or distress. So emotional pain and sadness are common in people who have suffered major adversity or trauma in their lives. In fact, the road to resilience is likely to involve considerable emotional distress. But resilience is not a trait that people either have or do not have. It involves behaviors, thoughts, and actions that can be learned and developed in anyone. And I guess that's how I helped a friend. We know that in the most of the cultures, failure is often stigmatized. Yeah. And societies make us feel we must be invincible. We must be winners. We must win. I've got a bad news. It's not like that. So that's, in my personal opinion, a big lie that we have in this society. And in my opinion, this kind of statement could really ruin everyone's life. I think that there is too much pressure. This is a little bit of yeah. a statement against actually the society. I and this, into depression, this is, absolutely, this is a big lie. It's not like that everyone fails. Yeah. But yeah. most of all, all the people who reached their top in their career, in their life, they got what they wanted. It's not because they were supernatural. And I don't think actually it could be a healthy path not to go through failure. So all the people who arrived where they arrived is because they kept going, because they were resilient. I've got actually a very specific example. Is the failure CV? Yes. It's putting a twist on what we consider our achievements. So, Berta, do you want to tell us? Prince professor Johann Haushofer says most of what I try fails but these failures are often invisible while the successes are visible. I have noticed that this sometimes gives others the impression that most things work out for me. As a result they are more likely to attribute their own failures to themselves rather than the fact that the world is stochastic. Applications are crapshoots and selection committees and referees have bad days. Indeed, Professor's House offer wrote a CV which is about failures. This CV of failures is an attempt to balance the record and provide some perspective. So it's public, guys, so I will put the link under this episode. It's really creative. If you have a look at this CV, it's actually quite amazing. It starts with degree programs I didn't get into, academic positions and fellowship I didn't get, awards and scholarship I didn't get. It's really beautiful because because it really gives you the real perspective of a real person. It's really human and it really can help you understand how similar we are and how common it is to yeah. fail and how and to rejection. accept it and also yeah. how to accept it. Sometimes there are just hundreds of applicants for what you want to apply for and not everyone's going to get it. So we yeah. need to be able to just put ourselves out there for the, in the way of the opportunities. But then if we don't get them, that's when we need to start building up this resilience and working on that. And I definitely think a lot of the people that um, are famous for being top in their field have demonstrated resilience and have actually failed. I was reading this story about how Michael Jordan got cut from his high school basketball team and he was devastated, so he went home and cried in his room. But of course, we know him to be a great basketball superstar today. So clearly some resilience there in that man. But it's, you know, I think it's part of everyone journey. Not everything is going to go the way that we plan it to. And we need to be okay with that. And we need to own our journeys and we need to really be on board with being fluid. Just another word for adaptable at yeah. science. And so yeah. it's really just being able to pick yourself up, adapt to the situation, have your plan Bs as well. One of the most common things is dealing with students in this uni really worried about the fact that they could fail some units of studies. So I'm talking in particular about undergraduate students, but it could happen also to some other candidates in general. 
there. So we need to understand that this is something we should actually take into account. It could happen, not if we are well prepared. So if you guys need some kind of guidance and understand how to maximize your study experience, to understand how to prepare yourself for the semesters, please listen to the previous episodes. We had some good episodes talking about how to get yourself organized for the semester with very valuable tips. In general, it's something that could happen. This is why we have summer courses. Summer courses give you the chance to repeat the course. And you really need to check the faculty handbook to understand how to deal with failing a unit of study. If, in your opinion, it was not the case to fail you, you can appeal it. So you can talk to your tutor, the coordinator as well. Remember also you've got the chance to pick up the subject you like so that you can have a very good flexibility with your choice. You can also maximize your chances to pass it. If it happens, remember to check the faculty handbook to understand how to deal with it because there can be a good number of options for you in the case you fail a unit of study. And really, it's not the end of the world, especially at the beginning of your candidate. No, it depends on the faculties or something. Because yeah. sometimes you actually do need a decent mark to get into the next stage or the next thing. In that case, there are still opportunities to build your mark. I know if you want to get into like an honors program, for example. So we also have a STAR team. Diane, do you want to tell us what STAR means? Sure. So I got this information from Roger, who is a peer learning advisor. He used to work as part of the STAR team. And this is what he has to say. So STAR stands for Student Transition and Retention. And they work with student support services as well. So they are located in Jane Foss Russell Building on level five. And what they do is they provide personal welfare administration administrative support and all their services are free and confidential which is important and their core focus is the academic and social success of students in a complex and competitive university environment they provide holistic support across the university and student experience on health personal safety and well-being academic administration student representation and advocacy so some of the services also include international student support and compliance financial support career center disability services and multi faith, chaplaincy, among others. So for more information on the service, do access the uh, Sydney Uni website and look at the current student support. If students are failing subjects and they're feeling unwell about it, the mental health aspect, see a counsellor. CAPS provides that as well. And the University Health Services have also got a psychologist you have to book in. What Roger says is that some of his friends have tried the service and it's really helpful just to talk to someone professional about their struggles. Even a GP as well. If it happens, you don't remember where to go. Remember that you can ask us PLA. We are not counsellors, of course. We're just students, as you are, postgraduate students. But in the case you get lost, we can always address you to the right office, the right department. Talk to us. We are here. We can actually try to give you the right address in the case you're looking for one. Exactly. So I think we've established here that failing or plans not going as we'd expect them to is just part of life, part of university as well. And is also part of that is going to be dealing with how other people actually react to your failure. So how do we deal with that negative feedback that we're getting from people around us that we're, we're you know, most likely ashamed that something didn't go right? So how are we actually going to deal with these, this negative feedback? Feeling sad is absolutely normal. It must be accepted. So sadness is a very important emotion that we need to deal with. We cannot deny it. If we deny it, it can become very dangerous. 
in my opinion, at least. So being said, crying all your tears out of your body is something that we do, we all do, especially when we feel like we failed at something, we feel like we have been dishonored, and we sometimes might even think that our reputation is ruined. That's really not the case because our failure, whatever happened to us in our career, in our study, must not coincide with our personality. The fact that we didn't go well at something, the fact that we were not successful at something, it doesn't mean that we are not successful in our life as human beings. This is something I really want to share with you guys. It happened to me very often that I had to go through very difficult moments throughout my candidature as a PhD student. First of all, I found support in my department. I found support among my friends and that really helped me a lot to understand that that was not the end of the world. Indeed, that was a good chance, gave me the opportunity to rethink about specific theoretical frameworks. So it was a good chance. I'm glad that it kind of happened because it was a second possibility. So being able to rewrite pieces of your thesis is also something very challenging, but you need to resist. That was the moment in which resilience was important for me. I think just because you didn't know what to do the first time around, it doesn't mean that you can't learn from that experience and build on it and then discover what it is that you should be doing or you could be doing to improve the situation. It's very important also to remember that getting depressed at the beginning could be natural. So it's a kind of natural reaction from our mind and body. Sinking into that state might not be helpful at all because it's not going to make anything change. So there's a moment in which after we have cried out, we have to react. We need to stand up and react because falling into a state of depression is not going to make any difference. We don't get a better mark if we get sad. We don't get a better mark if we cry for a too long time. We need to stand up, understand it is normal, understand it happens to everyone because this is the normal course of life and react and do it better. And if you think you have not done well, give yourself some time, try to understand what are the points where you need to improve move on really don't sink I think an important point as well for developing resilience is changing the way that you talk to yourself about what went wrong so I think what helps me build resilience is looking at exactly the action that didn't work for me and not putting myself down as just a blanket oh I'm stupid or I'm an idiot and I did this and but rather going okay what I did there at that specific moment could have been better I didn't tackle it the best possible way and so I build resilience this way by not putting myself down as a whole, by not writing myself off completely because something didn't go my way. Instead, I'm just considering in my mind that it was just that particular action or that small aspect of my life that didn't go. But that's not to say that everything else is failing. So, okay, one thing didn't work for me or one thing wasn't to the standard that I hoped it would be. But you know what? There are other things that are actually going well or other things that I can focus on as well. It's not defining, and I think you mentioned this better, it's not defining you as a whole. It's just a small aspect of your life. It's workable. Everything is workable. And if it's not, we we sort of have to just accept in life that some things are not, we can't control and we can't shift it. And that is part of the, I guess, a harsher reality of life, but it's a part of growth and and development to understand these things that there, you know, we adapt to your situation and get excited about your journey, your personal journey, and really own that because that's going to be the things that shape you, that make you interesting, that 
actually give you, you know, some experience to your life. So I think we have the tendency to discount ourselves when things don't go right. We sort of put ourselves in the corner. I know at times in my life I start going, um, becoming really antisocial when things didn't happen that way. You start to be really ashamed and you start to, you know, isolate yourself from loved ones and you do feel just that weight of what didn't go right. But I think instead of discounting ourselves, I think it's important to see that really we've just actually added value. So we've added value to what we've experienced in life on so many levels. You have more empathy, I think, if everything just doesn't go your way all the time as well. I feel like I have a lot of stories, a lot of like anecdotes, a lot of things yeah. that people are like, oh my gosh. A lot of it comes with maturity as well, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you are older today than what you were like a year ago. We're yeah. getting better by the day at yeah. different things. What I really like of failing, yeah, because there is something I can actually like about failing, call me masochist if you want, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's that forces you to step back and look at the whole thing from a new angle, from a new perspective. So this is actually what I like of life and what I could kind of like of failure as well. The fact that it really forces you to step back, look things from a different perspective and then try new approaches and new methodologies as well. Well, there you have it. Thank you for joining us. Feel free to write to us here at PeerPod at peerpod.pla at sydney.edu.au and let us know if there's any topics you want us to tackle. If you've got any stories that you want to share yourself, you can also find us at all good libraries across campus in our red t-shirt. PeerPod is recorded and produced by the library's peer learning advisors in the ThinkSpace One Button Recording Studio on Gadigal Land. 